0: hey let's go
1: hey everybody what's up it's your boy the rated r welcome to the latest edition of the rap podcast i'm here with alexa g i'm here with isaiah it's early morning noontime flex for us how's everybody doing
0: i am doing hella good brother i'm ready to get this show started
1: we
2: got no, a lot to talk
1: you? about today we definitely got a lot to talk about alexa how you doing
2: I'm doing great. I'm actually awake, had breakfast, and I have cookies, so, and I don't look like a goblin, so I'm good.
0: I saw her breakfast. I am
1: jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Alexa, you're a queen. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Drake, Scary Hours 2 came out just this weekend, actually. Uh, Tupac versus Eminem. Alexa G and Isaiah are going to talk about that. Uh, People trying to cancel Eminem, and... Thoughts on Biggie. But before we get to all that jazz, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to YoungEntertainment.com. The latest edition of the Rap Clash blog is out now. It's called Biggie. I got a story to tell. A review by our two co hosts here today, Alexa G and Isaiah. So we'll start right there and get your quick thoughts on the documentary. Um, Ladies first, Alexa, what do you think of Biggie? See,
2: this documentary. I have one aunt who absolutely loved Biggie growing up. Whenever mm-hmm. we had a party, she would insist on playing Biggie. At least two Bo- of Biggie before we went to the Haitian compa and all that stuff. She absolutely loved Biggie, but we didn't really know much about Biggie. We didn't know much about like how he grew up and his life and everything. We all all we knew is his famous phrase, I love it when you call me Big Papa. So that's Basically, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a bar when you think about
1: it. I love it when you call me Big Papa. That's it. How uh, So every like every person, every person I think in their mind has that one nickname. they are like, if you call me that, we cool for life.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Um, oh yeah. If so, it, okay. Continue. I'm gonna say my, my dumb things. Go ahead.
2: So, watching this documentary yesterday. And just watching his mom talk about him, it was just like, it had such a Jamaican vibe to it, and it had such a such a Caribbean vibe to it. Where it's like, even if you're dead, she's still mm-hmm. mad at you for the shit you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Even if this poor nigga's dead.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an actual flex. I totally. If
2: Daddy had his back and like his group and everything and how he had like a definitive moment of growing the F up. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just an amazing thing to see, to see how such an icon, such a legend formed hip-hop for what we know today, for like the way we look at hip hop today, the way that people look up to him. Because when you listen to most some of his songs and then you listen to some of the newer songs, you hear a little bit of biggie in it in him because Biggie's forever immortalized in the hip hop game. You always hear a little bit of Biggie in in them because you always see a little bit of the melody, a little bit of the beat that's in some of the songs. And that's just how like ever everlasting Biggie is, how um, amazing he is and how immortal he is.
1: Isaiah, what about you? What do you think about Biggie? What what are your thoughts on the Biggie talk?
2: For
0: me, My parents, they both loved that old school hip hop -hop. back in the day when they would be listening to Nas, Kanye, um, KRS-One, and especially Biggie. Like, you talk to them about hip hop, they will constantly talk about Biggie Smalls. They just had a... He just had such a huge impact on them growing up and their love for their hip hop. He infused it. And you see that a lot in... um, I saw that a lot in the documentary, just how... Many people, especially in Bed Stuy, where he grew up, well, not only Bed Stuy but New York and just the East Coast, how he was seen as their savior because you know at the time when Biggie was out in the streets with his with his homies, West Coast hip hop was the shit. Yeah, like it. You see it in um what they was talking about, like Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, just the whole bunt, the whole west coast click you know what i mean Mm. they was talking about in their songs it was real you even saw it in their movies they made movies about it they was living it out there but they was living what they were talking about in their songs and east coast they they just saw biggie as their savior like he was out there doing stuff he was he was just not afraid to talk about his life and the reality that he and the rest of his homies his mother family what they were living in and that vulnerability was was really what made him stand out compared to most of the rappers back back then and yeah. you really saw the film really gave me a perspective a unique perspective on what Biggie was doing like most of the stuff i didn't even know like i had an idea what he was doing like what i heard in his songs like okay i have an idea what he was doing but i didn't know it went that deep like his him having a knee deep in the crack game like that much (laughs) that much i did not know how deep it this went he was literally living that life while his mom was doing a nine to five he was on a nine to five of his own but like he was it was like a different sort of lifestyle Uh to to the average human being like that would be seen as wrong but like what he was doing he had to make a living he that's how he was getting money in his pockets Absolutely. And it went as far as him hiding the crack in in his mother's house. He was, just, he was disrespecting his mother's house,
1: and I his mother never was looking that. for hard mashed potatoes. I can never ne- play that. You no. can't play that as it. Oh, Alexa no. can't play. Nobody else can play that on. And no. he was younger than us. He was literally younger than us doing that.
2: I think he was in high school. He was
0: like barely twenty when he was doing that. Barely yeah. twenty.
1: Crazy. I'm and
2: like,
0: yeah, go ahead, Isaiah. You are saying it's just it's crazy what he was doing and dealing with as a young adult, and what he was how he translated that into his songs. Mm-hmm. Like every song that he put out, it was just a whole unique experience. He, he was talking about different things, different subject matters, and it really showed off his human side of things. And that's yeah. what a lot of people gravitate towards. Biggie, like he's human; they can relate. Growing up in a bad neighborhood, struggling to make make ends meet and trying to find the light at the end of the tumble, tunnel, just make it out. Mm. Biggie he was that savior. He was their shining, he was their saving grace. And that's the main thing that I took away from this documentary is that how rappers, not only just rappers, but also hip hop artists make leg- become legends, you know? How will you be remembered? Will you be remembered for that one song that blew up or will you be remembered you know, as someone with a shining legacy that has mm-hmm. been brought bestowed upon millions of people, not just in your city, but around the world. That's, that's the main takeaway. That's
1: where I was going to take it. And I'm like, I grew up with the legacy of Biggie. I grew up with him after the fact. Like I, I, I never had Biggie in my lifetime. None of us really did. So. I mean, I was born a month before Biggie died, but I, I didn't know. Yeah, you're <laughs> old, nobody, no worries. Uh, when I look at the, me, me, what caught me off guard was the mentality, Biggie's yeah. mentality um, going into the Ready to Die album. I didn't know that these were like, I thought it was a character because I'm used to that. I'm used to that in hip hop. We create characters to elicit, to present a specific topic or idea or feeling or emotion. However, in Biggie's case, this is not just a character. This is a characterization of everybody um, that was in the city, that was on Fulton Street, um, in Bedside at that point in time. Uh, and it just, after you hear about this story of his probably best friend and all this stuff, and you're like, oh my goodness, when he's saying, I'm ready to die, when he has the songs to his thoughts, all of this is a real real realization of what's going on in his mind and in this community and it's just startling to see that now in a much more blatant and open light now that we talk a lot more about mental health and, and, music especially and hearing, the world around alexa you're saying it's
2: especially hearing his mother talk about him because honestly right before i went into this biggie documentary i thought it was just going to be his homies and the people who helped him come up and then his mother was probably going to get a, like a 20 minute slot like most celebrity documentaries do but when i hear <laughs> when i hear his mother just talking about how biggie grew up and the stuff that biggie would say to her it's just like whoa biggie is the exactly what you see in those movies what you see in those shows like there's one show on netflix right now um I Don't tell
1: me you're they, watching
2: Bridgerton. No, I'm not watching Bridgerton. But <laughs> <laughs> there, There's this one show right now. And I, I think you heard about it, right? Where they, they're they growing up in 80s New York and they have these under, underground rap battles. It's I The that Get
1: Down. The Get Down, oh, I mean, yes. Oh, I, I love that show. Yeah, well, so- I need, I need to, to do a review of that show.
2: Goodness gracious, go for it. Yeah, so like, Biggie was living exactly what you are seeing in the get down. And it's just so amazing to see that he lived it so genuinely. Even when he was speaking, he was just genuine. He was dropping F-bombs here and there. He didn't give a shit about what he was saying. He didn't give a shit about what people thought about him. And it's just like, that just shows Biggie as a human. It just shows Christopher Wallace. And the documentary Mm -hmm. did such a good job of showing Christopher Wallace and Biggie.
1: All right, man. That's really great. Um, yeah. Let's. We're going to wrap this up, this topic here, but don't forget that you can definitely go on youngentertainment.com starting right now. Link will be in the bio. Go check out this article. It is actually booming. I love the article, the work that they did there. And let's just jump into our next one. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's jump into our next topic. Drake, Scary Hours 2. We got our de facto Drake fans in the building today with Alexa, Isaiah does not look impressed. Uh, <laughs> oh no,
0: I am. I'm impressed. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just going with the flow, you know.
1: You're going, you're going with the flow because we're gonna to have to give Alexa her her two minutes of grace where she gets to talk about um, her main squeeze, her main love, uh, and then everybody else is secondary to said person. But I'll I'll admit, out of all the new releases this weekend, we had Chance dropping. Chance dropped, I think, two songs or a song
0: this weekend. Uh, the Heart and the Tongue. Oh, Drake. Scary RS2. I've been putting that on a repeat
1: because that does it. Oh, that, that slaps. That yeah. whole EP just slaps. Oh, <laughs> lemon Pepper Freestyle with Rick Ross.
0: Great. And my city love me like DeMarta Rosen. You're a Raptors <laughs> fan, you know.
1: You, you know. know. That was You're trending. Know. That was trending
0: on Twitter the night it came out. Trending. DeMarta Rosen. That Drake Stop. lyric
1: because oh, it's, it's true it I, is i feel i feel so good listening to it uh the song the ba- little baby was you know it's all right it was my it was not my favorite song of them all but it was a real good song i like i
0: think the production for me was probably the best part of that song i was just sliding with the beat little baby came in did his thing i think all the features like little baby and rick Ross, they both did their thing yeah,
1: you know they're gonna really did their thing they're good at their job, they're consistent with it, and that's what they brought to the table. And finally, well, oh yeah. The song that I feel we're gonna be listening to on the radio for quite a while. What's, What's next? next? What's next?
0: Yep. What's next? Yep. What's next? That's just Drake just that's Drake just flexing on everybody, doing his thing. It's like, hey yo, I'm I'm doing my thing. What more do you want me to say? Okay. Uh, yeah. I did this on one day. I did this on that day.
2: I I'm just doing me. I'm does Drake. That, does anyone else get an old school vibe? Yeah, from it. like Meek nice Mill, from like when he was. Vibe. When I'm talking about old school, I mean like from when he was beefing with Meek Mill, and um. um I mean, like, I get an old school Drake
0: vibe from it. Like, yeah, I feel like Drake. I mean. Compared to what Drake put out recently, from like his uh period with like from like Views to Scorpion, you could tell like
2: He's that hunger. That bit.
0: hunger was, kind of gone. He's like, you know, I already made it. I'm the biggest artist in the world. I could pull some Eminem shit and just record myself taking a shit and then put that on the <laughs> album, and that and shit would go gold. And Eminem, and Eminem actually did that on Encore, by the way. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, yeah. but if Drake did that, that shit would go platinum. But yeah. like, with his I, previous, with his last, with his few um, projects that he did, a Dark Lane demo tapes. Scary yeah. hours and scary hours, too. Like, you can tell that hunger's back. He's been hearing that noise or, from, like, people who haven't been around were probably born when Take Care came. just like, oh, Drake doesn't have it anymore. Drake is this. Drake is watched. He's hearing that. It's like, yo, I'm Drake. Y'all don't even know what my name stands for. I do right and kill you're everything. He every,
1: do right kill everything and everyone, period. And to me, when I look at the chorus of what's next, to me, that just tells me where Drake is at. Mentally and emotionally. Like at this yeah. point, so it's just like, look, I could do whatever I want. I'ma tell whatever I want to say. I'ma do what I wanna do. He's in a well, summer, all I did was rest, okay? And New Year's Eve, all I did was stretch, okay. Valentine's Day, I had sex, okay? We'll see what about to happen next. Because right now I feel like this is truly the lead up to this certified lover boy album. This is the lead. Yes.
2: Leader. Yes.
1: And from think about the titles here at the end of scorpion part one is is there more now we have this song called what's next there's a line up here there's a line of thought here and we need to just continue Mm -hmm. and push through but you know what alexa i'm gonna let you have the floor this is time to talk about your man i'm giving you exactly two minutes Ain't no more minutes more because I know that you can talk days about your boy. Therefore, are you ready to go? All right. We're going to start in three, two, one.
2: Boy, I knew you had it in you. Damn. I I love you. 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 This, what's next? Scary hour two, damn boy. You you left me speechless. I love it, and you have like a. You had like a um, throwback vibe to it, like a throwback vibe to it, like where, I, I am seeing all your shit that slapped before. Now, and it's just like, come on, keep on coming, keep on coming, keep on coming, so you can leave me even more speechless. So.
1: Is that all you gotta say? Is there yeah.
2: more? I'm speechless. Got- I'm speechless. I'm just I, speechless.
1: I just gotta know because in case here, in case Drizzy come back and he hears this, if you ain't got nothing else to say about the boy, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on to the next subject. Okay. Um, yeah, but don't. I mean, me.
2: Drake, if you see this, if you see this, like, you're either gonna get not talks a lot, Alexa, or I'm just gonna talk your ear off. There's no in between. So like. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> definitely go check out scary hours too uh, yes it is definitely it a slap if you if you haven't listened to it go listen to it um
0: definitely a preview of what is going to come on his on certified lover boy i bet
1: my that's my bet so let's go into our next topic of the day as per usual i think that this should be a brand new uh thing on the show where we Who's getting canceled today? Because Eminem, who we'll be talking about again later, um, is currently in the hot in hot water, according to some fans, due to his song "Love the Way You Lie," featuring Rihanna, off the Recovery this, album.
2: This, this is such bullshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I read the thing, and it's just and it's for the line. Uh, and if she ever tries to fucking leave again, I'm tired to the bench and set this the house, house on fire. Okay. It's just why?
1: Why?
2: He's written like, about he, hes written he, cleaning out my closet. No, no, and no, no, no,
1: Kim, no, And Kim and Kim and
2: Kim. Kim, Kim. That's why we need to put some light on.
1: It's yes, he Kim. is wrapped
2: about so much worse, and you choose that. Like, he's taking Gen a shit Z. and a piss on his albums, recorded it, and released it. And Damn. this is what you have a problem. And
0: he's rapped about giving a girl mushrooms and she ends up dying. And she's
1: he's rapped about sexual assaults and he's stuff. rapped it's about like, cutting off his own arm. He's thought about he's rapped about killing his own mother. This is what you're gonna get him on? Gen or- Z. Gen Z, these SJW's man. <laughs> They're running rampant. Of all the things to get him on, especially this song, because you have to know Eminem and know Rihanna to understand why this song hit exactly. the way it hit back in 2010. Because we all knew Eminem and Kim and their volatile relationship, and we yep. all had just come out of Chris Brown and Rihanna, that situation.
2: But mm-hmm. exactly. so we that these
1: two people were the prime people to talk about domestic violence and domestic abuse. They were the prime people. So to come at them and be like, oh no, what you said was offensive. No, this song is what I like to call a cautionary tale. Yeah. Amen. Amen. a cautionary Amen. tale of domestic violence and domestic abuse. And if you can pinpoint the problems within this song, then you can hopefully pinpoint it within your life today. Mm-hmm. to ever get into that situation and you know when to you know when to walk away. Well cautionary tales don't always end positively. Exactly.
0: Yeah. There's there isn't always a happy ending with these tales, you know.
2: Exactly. Not everything's showing, a Disney movie. They're they're showing the real nitty-gritty of it. Because like if you if you actually listen to this song like Ryan said and you're able to pinpoint it and you're in that type of relationship, that song might just save your life. Mm-hmm. it might just save your life we don't need some la da song that ends with the woman walking out and living her life to the, to the best because that doesn't happen they live with trauma they live with all that shit we hear yep. that in Rihanna's voice we hear that in Eminem's voice in multiple of their songs we hear that in the way that Rihanna expresses herself even to this day
1: just gonna stand there and watch me burn but that's all right because I love the way it hurts if you haven't realized it from listening to the song, why is she talking about Burns? It's because everything she's saying is happening after he's done the act. Exactly. She's still there after the act, after her, I'm going to the Venice of the House on fire. This is a cautionary tale. We need to be careful. We need to look yes. at what we love. If you or anyone that you know is in this type of situation, You need to call the police. You need to call people who can help in this situation. If you yourself are in this situation and need to get out, there are links. There are things that you can do to get out of it. We believe in you and we find strength in that. Um, And so we get into our last topic of the day. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Oh man, I get to sit back for this one. <laughs> Two weeks ago, <laughs> we need to give a preface. Two weeks ago, we thought about doing a versus Isaiah, Alexa. They both picked their people Eminem versus Tupac. Who wins? Who's a better pen? Who's a better rapper? Who's had the bigger influence? So, I think, yeah. I am the impartial third party. I don't want none of this smoke. If you want to put smoke on any of these people, that's up to you to do in the comments. I don't want none of it. So, Isaiah, who did you pick again?
0: I picked Eminem.
1: Alexa, who'd you pick? Tupac. Cool, bet. I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you two this question real quick just to start it off. Between the both of them, who's got the best party track, in your opinion, and why? Who are you going to bump to at a party? I think, oh, man, because both
0: both these rappers are pretty good at what they what they do mm-hmm. and what they rap about. But to me, I think when it comes down to, you know, party factor, you know, Eminem does have a lot of hits that you can bump at a party. We're talking um, to like collapse. That's when you're smack just going that. hard. Yes. Yeah, smack smack that uh, without me. Come on. Two trailer park girls go around the outside, real slim shady. Uh, he's got, he's got so much. Even lose yourself.
2: Yeah, lose yeah. Yourself. Be- everyone, everyone knows, that.
0: everyone knows the first verse to that off by heart. Come on. Yeah. On Spaghetti. Come on, we all, we all know that first verse and the iconic hook to that song. Like Eminem has a lot of, has a lot of hits that you can go to at a party. I think, and the thing with like. Tupac yeah he does but like I think Tupac is more so conscious
2: to Mm. a degree
0: he does have I think he's more so in that degree and I don't I don't know if he's that type of person that type of rapper that he has a lot lot of hits to bump to at a party like even he says like he's yeah I'm saying some real shit in my songs y'all only care about the and
1: y'all only care about the beat Okay, Alexa, you're here supporting Pac. What you gotta say? Who's taking I mean, the party tracks?
2: I mean, I gotta agree with Isaiah on this one. This is the only one I'm handing to you, but like
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I already forewarned you.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, I'm ready. All right, so
2: party so, tracks.
1: I guess yeah, t- mm-hmm, go ahead.
2: Tupac is more like so. If you watch Moesha and you there's um where she goes to um that cafe uh-huh. what's her name why am I forgetting people's names but she goes to that cafe and they have those um slam poetry nights they have those rap nights and stuff like that Tupac is more appropriate for there but if you want like um there is one song by Tupac that I'm pretty sure if you put it at a party it's called change yes,
1: changes, yes.
2: yeah changes if you put that people are going to be pretty hyped but, like, I don't, I can't think of any other songs that you can play. Ambitions a gym. as a writer?
1: Whoa, did y'all forget oh. California Love? Yes, I was about oh, yeah. to say California. Yeah. I think, I think, and I'm going stand as the impartial third party, I will have to give it a tie because both of them can produce party tracks. But none of them are party inherently people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but they're capable of giving you a party song. They they've shown that in their in their times, in their time when they're in their piece and they're in their element. They've they've shown that they're capable of doing that. But are they known for
1: that? No. No. So who's the better rapper between the both
2: of them? Okay. Are you talking about flow B?
1: Like, I'm talking because... overall. We're talking about your ability to put out syllables, your your rhyme schemes. I'm talking about your your ability to flow on a beat, your ability <sighs> to say something. Who y'all got as y'all number ones? I'm gonna just sit here and wait
2: for you guys to blow. Oh
0: man, up. this is tough.
2: This fun. is Cause, actually really tough.
0: Because Eminem is known for his word for his wordplay, his impeccable wordplay, his delivery, his rhyme schemes. It's one is of the most his- un.
2: Even like, within his wordplay, he's able to tell a story within a story, and Tupac can do the same too, because if you listen carefully to Tupac, you can hear at least two different stories in one of his songs that doesn't match with the title, but still relates to the title. If you mm, know what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. They both have a way of delivering, of delivery. Like they both their rhyme schemes or wordplay. Are somewhere on the same level, but like they both deliver it in a different way. Like Eminem is more like a machine gun. Like he's just delivering it semi automatic, not fully and, automatic. And he's just Tupac, like, whoa, what just happened? Tupac is like, he Tupac wants you to lets hear you it.
2: think about it.
0: Yes. He lets you think about it and you paint the picture in your head. Mm. Mm. But like Eminem is more like in your face, more raw, more you know, like, he's not afraid to tell you how it is, and if he's thinking about something, he's gonna tell you, he's gonna tell you, like, the first thing that pops in his head, boom, you're gonna hear it, and it's gonna shock, either gonna shock you, or it's gonna make you think about it, you know? Okay. Or it's gonna make you, or or it's gonna make you cry, like, his wordplay, like, he has, his wordplay allows you to...
2: But on the term of making you cry, both of them have the ability to make you cry just with their verses. Yes. Mm. If with Eminem <coughs> mocking mocking Jay mocking mocking bird,
0: bird. mocking bird mocking
2: bird mocking Eminem, Jay is mocking the Jay. when I'm
0: gone and when I'm gone when
2: I'm gone and then two and then Tupac dear mama That's, Brenda's got a baby yeah Brenda's got a baby all of those like both of those songs all of those songs have the ability to make you cry both of them have the ability to make, make you sit there and think. Especially if you're on an hour-long bus ride and you oh, those yeah. are the songs that come up and you've you've had, like, a crappy day. Those songs have the ability to bring you somewhere that you don't want to be. And you know. with
0: Eminem, yeah, like, some days if you're having a <laughs> shitty day and you put on, like, one of his angry songs, oh, man, you're going to feel like you want to
2: do Beat some Beat the shit living crap out to- of yes. the person who sits Beat- beside you on the bus.
0: Or stands in front of you while you're sitting down. It's like, you We're stand beside me, I will do something that I will regret. Something
1: that m M&M m would <laughs> do. Something
2: that, uh, that will put me on the 6 o'clock news. Hi, mom. <laughs> hi, dad.
1: <laughs> oh, God. oh, wow. So we're going to go quick. One last question. One last deal. And I just want two sentences max, all right? Then we'll wrap this up. Who's got the bigger legacy? The better legacy between
2: the two? Tupac. Honestly, I'm I'd not saying agree. this. I'm I'm not saying this because he's no longer with us. It's, I'm just saying this because he paved the way for conscious rap. He paved the way for like the way that we see hip hop in the way that older generations who didn't necessarily agree with hip hop see hip hop, even if that was after he passed. So Tupac has a bigger legacy. He has a bigger like halo light mm-hmm. over him Isaiah honestly I
0: think- I'm gonna have to agree with Alexa because Tupac did inspire Eminem and yeah. honestly when someone is inspired by you I think that immediately puts them above you because without them there wouldn't be a you mm. mm-hmm. and kind of like how you know when how Michael Jordan inspired Kobe and how we all see Kobe as like a young Mike as a younger Michael Jordan you know just the just Michael Jordan lights you know what I mean it's like yeah when he, when Eminem was inspired by Tupac a lot and I think that just because of that I think that immediately makes and knowing what Tupac has done for not only his generation but generations to come and what he inspired other people to do I think I got to agree with Alexa and say that Tupac has definitely had bet the bigger legacy but that not saying not putting down Eminem or anything like that but like Eminem is a legend. Eminem is in my top five and he uh-huh. has put he has shed the light on
2: He's white in rap all of our on white rappers.
0: Yes. Yes. And he has shed the light on just a bunch of other white rappers, you know like without Eminem, a lot of white rappers that we know of today, they would have no door in hip hop.
1: Exactly. No Jack Carlo, no Hoodie Allen um, and all those great guys, like that's where we've come to at the end of our show. Man, I'm so happy to really spend this time with y'all. I love doing the show with the both of you. Oh yeah,
0: same here. me Isaiah,
1: here. Alexa. I've got- <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Thanks. You know it's all love, Alexa. It's all love, Isaiah. It's all love to all of you guys who are watching and tuning in, whether you're watching on YouTube or Instagram. You get the preview on Instagram or whatever. Or you're on Spotify. You're doing whatever you're doing. Thank you for showing up. Like. The Young Entertainment. Gladly, definitely go read the latest article of the Rap Clash blog. It's up right now. Biggie, I got a story to tell review. I'm the rated art. That's Alexa G. Right below me is Isaiah. I'm gladly we'll see you all next time on the Rap Clash Podcast. Peace.
2: Peace. Peace.